Welcome to Recurring My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic? Spontaneity and fun. Practice being spontaneous. Practice having fun. The joy of recovery is that we finally get to experiment. We get to learn new behaviors and we don't have to do them perfectly. It's interesting once I found recovery and you know it's something that's really even come up in the in the last year or so in this era of Zoom and you know now face-to-face meetings opening up is almost this kind of control of spending more time in my rooms in the rooms as a you know like routine as a form of control like you know there's I, I guess Melody Bailey always talks about having a balance anyways back to the reading we only need to find a way that works for us I love that and I think embracing the you know the cheetah or vada or ADHD nature um, is really just an important reminder. We even have fun experimenting, learning what we like and how to do what we like. Many of us have gotten into a rut with rigidity, martyrdom, and deprivation. One of the normal experiences many of us have been deprived of is having fun. Yeah, and that definitely happened in in, in a family where you know work couldn't be fun. And I think that's creativity and recovery and recovery from trauma is about doing both in a way that works for us. One of the normal experiences many of us have is of being deprived of having fun. Another one is being spontaneous. We may not have the foggiest notion that we would like to what we would like to do for fun. And we may hold ourselves in check so tightly that we wouldn't allow ourselves to try something fun anyway. I think that's why wear life like a loose garment would seem like such a foreign concept at, at a certain point. We can let ourselves go a little now and then we can loosen up a bit. We don't have to be so stiff and rigid, so frightened about being who we are. Take some risks. Try some new activities. What would we like to do? What might we enjoy doing? Then take another risk. Pick out a movie we'd like to see. Call a friend. Invite him or her to go along. If that person says no, try someone else. Or try again another time. Decide to try something and then go through with it. Go once. Go twice. Practice having fun until fun becomes fun. Today, I will do just something just for fun. I will practice having fun until I enjoy it. It's so many things, uh, you know, it's part of why I moved to Austin from a somewhat more, let's say, intense workaholic type atmosphere. Um, I think, I think uh, you know, I, rem- I remember in both in Hoffman process and this uh, thing I did through Karen Breakthrough Treatment Centers, uh, you know, there was a part of that day that was for fun that I was just kind of like, wow, we just spent a lot of money just to have fun. <laughs> and, you know, what I'm starting to realize is most of life is fun or most part, you know, I think part of, you know, my genius as a kid was making anything fun. And I guess part of that same ability has made a lot of things not fun. So this is a great reminder. <laughs> it's a great reminder for me to keep doing these awesome readings. Anyways, the next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic moving forward. Much as we would like, we cannot bring everyone with us on this journey called recovery. We're not being disloyal by allowing ourselves to move forward. We don't have to wait for those we love to decide to change as well. Right? New people, new friends, new experiences emerge. Sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to grow, even though the people we love are not ready to change. We may even need to leave people behind in their dysfunction or suffering because we cannot recover for them. We don't need to suffer with them. It doesn't help. It doesn't help for us to stay stuck just because someone we love is stuck. 
The potential for helping others is far greater when we detach, work on ourselves, and stop trying to force others to change with us. Changing ourselves, allowing ourselves to grow while others seek their own path is how we have the most beneficial impact on people we love. We're accountable for ourselves. They're accountable for themselves. We let them go and let ourselves grow. Today, I will affirm that it is my right to grow and change, even though someone I love may not be growing and changing alongside me. The next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, shame. Shame blinds us to the fact that love is inside each of us waiting to be discovered. We are often broken when we come to ACA. Through denial, we don't even know what we don't know. It takes time to realize how badly bruised emotionally and sometimes physically we were as kids. Shame ruined our sense of self. We had a self when we were born, but it was chipped away day after day until we seemed to be in shreds. There was little left but the reflection of our parents' hateful and frightening words and actions. Some of us may have felt confused when we started recovery as we were told to reach inside for our self-worth. We didn't know that we had any and we doubted ourselves at every turn. Yeah, this, this has happened, um, you know, it's so important to read again. Some of us may have felt confused when we started recovery as we were told to reach inside for our self-worth. We didn't know that we had any. We doubted ourselves at every turn. Even though we felt hopeless, we hung on to the words we heard in the meetings. We saw others recovering, and it felt hopeful. It helped to read the literature on a daily basis, and eventually we felt a shift happening. We continued our step work, going to meetings, relying on a higher power, and reaching our inner child. We began to truly see our value, no longer defined by the shaming voices of the past. We had a new image of ourselves, a true image of the valuable person we always were. On this day, I look at myself through the eyes of recovery, not through the eyes of my caretakers from childhood. I see the love inside me that continues to grow. And the final reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, fear. Adult children often live a life, seek, sorry, adult children often live a secret life of fear. Yes, I mean, there's that symptom of, you know, addicted to fear slash excitement. Every day, individuals use faith to overcome fear. Every day, individuals use faith to overcome fear. As polar opposites, fear and faith cannot occupy the same space. Fear involves a tightening of the senses where faith requires a complete release of them. The ACA recovery program teaches us to identify and expose our fears to the light of day. I think Brene Brown talks about the way to beat shame is to uh, talk about it. We accomplish this with the loving support of others and our higher power. We do this in a safe environment where no one judges for, for our past, for our fears, or for the ingrained reactions we carry from our childhoods. Most of us go through life waiting to exhale, waiting to not feel defined by the position we hold or possessions, or someone else's concept of who we should be. We have given our fear a lot of power to control our reactions, but we are exhausted by all this work and want to feel peace and serenity in our lives. ACA gives us the chance to feel free to be the person we were meant to be, someone who is loved and respected for who we are, not what we do. As we strengthen our belief in our higher power, we free ourselves from our fears and stop believing our staunchest critic, our false self. We become our own loving parent, our own loving, nurturing parent. On this day, I will be aware of any fear that encroaches on my ability to focus on my recovery. 
With the loving support of my fellow ACAs and my higher power, I will release that fear and feel at peace. And that concludes today's awesome readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is and to be still and know.